From the salvos. If you ever need a friend, I'm yours till the end. Yes, you can depend on me. Do your finances feel like a crumbling sandcastle? Author Brian Cluth is a media expert on finances and says regardless of what's happening in the economy or our own financial situation, we can have real financial stability if we follow a simple principle. Brian's in the studio with me now to unpack it a little bit. The reality is, as the Bible says, that God is the owner of all things. And once we understand that, we recognize that we are the managers of whatever he entrusts to us. And when we underst- when we practice that principle, it changes everything because we want to be wise, we want to be careful, we want to be generous, and it really begins to dynamically change how we live day to day. Someone who's struggling day to day, how much should they give to see God starting to provide more? Well, the thing that the Bible teaches in 1 Corinthians 16, 2, it says on the first day of each week, let each of you give according to the financial blessings God has brought into your life. And so even in my own life, I'm only a dollar a year employee. So as the listeners think about that, I make a dollar a year, but every Sunday night, I basically look back, how did God take care of me the last seven days? And so I literally write down, was there any income? Were there any financial blessings? Were there any savings I experienced? Well, I add up all of the value of those things. And in my case, I always give at least 10% of my income or of the, of the blessings that God has given to God's work at a church or to help the needy or to help a ministry. Uh, so I'm very, very excited about giving to God based on how he's provided for me week by week. Can you explain a bit more about how you live by faith, not getting a regular income? Uh, I was a pastor, and I'm no longer a pastor, and they gave me a dollar a year to be a generosity minister at large to the world. And so I don't have any promised income ever. Uh, So I come into every Monday morning uh, not knowing how God will provide for me that week. Can you give a few examples of how he's provided for you? Yeah, uh, several of the things that happen is people can order my materials and I probably get, uh, uh, you know, maybe sometimes 100 orders a, a month but I never know when they're coming. And so that's one way. Uh, sometimes I'm a guest speaker and someone will give me an honorarium and that's another way. But many times it's uh, uh, like recently I went on a trip and uh, I took my children to California in the States and someone said, hey, why don't you come and stay at our house for five nights? And another friend said, well, why don't you stay at my house for five nights? So we were in California for 11 days, 10 nights, and someone you know gave us a place to stay. And normally I would have had to pay a hotel, uh, the cost of a hotel, and the Lord provided. They gave us meals to eat every day. Someone else just graciously gave us tickets to a basketball game. Someone gave us gave us tickets to a baseball game. Uh, someone else gave us tickets to Disneyland. And, and, and so God was providing and providing and providing, and yet no money was changing hands. In the book, you have a great story about how you went to buy a car with a budget of $10,000. Oh, yeah, I do remember that story, yeah. I went in, we did have, this number of years ago, we had $10,000, and we told the man we wanted to buy a car for $10,000, and we'd write a check. He said, well, how much do you want to pay per month? And I said, well, no, we don't want to pay anything per month. We want to buy a car. And he said, well, well how, can you, how much can you afford every month? And I said, no, you're not understanding. We don't want it. We don't want debt. We want to just buy a car. And he never could get the idea. He said, well, how about we give you a $16,000 car and you give us $10,000 and you can, you know, pay us, uh, uh, take out a loan for the rest. And I said, no. 
we want to buy a car for $10,000, the best car you can sell us. He actually never showed us a $10,000 car. So we walked out and we bought it somewhere else where they would let us buy the car <laughs> for $10,000 without payments. I mean, even the commission on that would have been better than nothing. Better than nothing, that's right. Yeah, he could not understand that we would be buying a car and paying cash. If you ever need a friend Jesus told the Jews to give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. How much should we give to God when 10% is simply an Old Testament law? Yeah, yeah. the Old Testament does reference 10%, even before the law talks about that. I encourage people that 10% is the starting blocks. It's not the finish line. It's the place where you're inviting God to be real in your finances. So as crazy as it sounds to some people to give 10%, I like to say that giving is God's crazy math. Because people don't give because they think, well, I don't have enough. And if I give, I'll have less. But the truth is, when you learn to give to God, you experience more contentment. You experience more uh, wisdom in your finances. You experience more of God's provision. So you don't have less, you actually have more. And God stretches your resources. So when I first began to give 10%, I had more month than I had money. I had debts I couldn't pay. And I said, okay, God, this doesn't make sense, but I'm going to start honoring you. But since then, I've learned to give far beyond 10%. And today we live on a five-figure salary, and we actually give six figures to the things of God. Do we have to give to the church? Can we give to charities or missions? Well, what I encourage people to do is make sure that your first priority is to your local congregation. That's on the heart of God. That's where you're spiritually fed and encouraged. So make that your first priority. But the reality is God will also put on your heart uh, needy people. Uh, a missionary or a mission agency or a ministry that's you know changing lives. And so, yes, give to your local church first and foremost. But yes, there are many other places you can give. And especially if you're learning to count your blessings and see all the ways that God is providing for you, uh, you can live a very generous life to the things that you care about. In history, records show that God gave Solomon extraordinary wealth. Um, so God is obviously comfortable with some people being rich. I mean, having a prestige car, having a luxury home, if we're good stewards. Well, the question about it, you know, is God comfortable if someone has a lot? Well, the reality is if we do have a lot, we need to be faithful with a lot. And so what we need to do is make sure we're comfortable with it, that we understand that God is the provider of it, that we learn to manage it well, that we learn to share it well, that we learn to enjoy the gifts he has given. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God and that they're given to us for our enjoyment. And so there is a place to enjoy the things that you've been given in life, but also to hold them loosely and to uh, generously share with others what you've been blessed with. And the reality is probably almost everybody listening to us right now uh, is extremely wealthy. Now, they might, the average listener says, well, no, I'm not. I'm not wealthy. Well, here's the truth. If a person makes more than $50,000 per year, and many of the listeners maybe would be in that category. Some would not, but many of them would be. If you make $50,000 or more per year, you are in the top 1% of the richest people on the planet right now. 99% of people on the planet make less than you. So if you make $50,000 or more, 
you're one of the richest people in the entire world. How do we start the journey of being generous? Well, one of the things I like to tell people is that ultimately you want to learn the idea of generosity from the Bible. What does the Bible have to say about giving? I have a free e-devotional. It's online. It's completely free, but it'll give you access to 400 scriptures, 40 biblical principles. And so you just go to givewithjoy.org. That'll take you to this uh, devotional. You give your first name and an email. And for the next 40 days, you'll actually get Bible teaching and audio teaching and generosity stories that will help you understand what the Bible says about your finances and about giving. And it'll really encourage you in your life. But the Bible instructs us to be generous people. And ultimately, we do that because God has provided. We don't give to get. We give because we've already received something. But we have to learn from the scriptures, learn from others. And uh, that little givewithjoy.org would be a great place to start. If you ever need a friend, I'm yours till the end. Yes, you can depend on me. Pastor and author of Experience God as Your Provider, Brian Cluth. And his website again is givewithjoy.org. Psalm 25 talks about the riches of his protection guidance and forgiveness. In verse 15 it says, My eyes are continually turned towards the Lord because he pulls my feet out of the net. Remember wherever you go My thoughts are with you 